0: excellent well here we are got a title for today remember to not forget remember to not forget today we well know we're well aware it's often referred to as remembrance sunday okay i'm going to get you involved just for a moment right now okay so brace yourselves um, why do we have remembrance days? Why do we celebrate birthdays, anniversaries, special occasions? Before I put up my replies, why? Come on! Why, why do we why do we have remembrance, anniversary celebrations? Because we love people. Good one. Because we tend to forget. We even forget when we're reminded. But anyway, we're coming. Yeah. Why do we do it? Yeah. Take a moment. So, it, it, yeah, we take a moment to, to focus. I, I wrote a, a couple of things to give thanks. Yeah. Uh, to mark the passing of years. Some of us stopped doing that a little while ago. <laughs> baby. Uh, our girls have named next year, 2024, 20, uh, <laughs> next year they've named it 60-40. That's what our girls have called it, 60-40. Anybody got a clue why? Yeah. Jackie, Jackie and I, I'm, I'm ever so slightly older than her, only by a couple, couple of months. But she, those two months, she milks it, I tell you. <laughs> Sorry. In fact, she's already reminding me it's three or four months. But anyway, um, yes, we are both 60 and it's our 40th wedding anniversary next year. So. <laughs> and we're going to have, we're all desperately scrimping and saving. We're going to have a weekend together as the whole family, uh, with the grandchildren and everyone, we're going to have a weekend over in the New Forest. We're looking forward to it. But to give thanks, to mark the passing of years, to reflect on what has happened since. You know that one? What's happened since? Um, is to attempt not to repeat the mistakes of the past. And uh, actually, that is quite an important part of remembrance. We're conscious on a a day like today of sacrifice. Sacrifice, a great deal of lives that have lost, particularly in the Great Wars, as they're perhaps referred to, but lives given in the struggle to secure peace and security. We give thanks to God for the men and women who lost their lives in those wars in order for us to enjoy the sort of freedom that we enjoy today. Dave, I love your medals. And, but I know that those medals, each of them have a story behind them. And I know for you personally, there's some big challenges and it's not all good. Our hearts go out to all those who are being affected by the suffering of war even today, whatever side they may be on. However, we are also aware, perhaps even more so at the moment, that as well as peace and security, which is very hard fought for very often, so often it is not permanent, doesn't last one of the reasons that we put in place lots of mechanisms to remind us, and even days like today, because, as we already just heard, as human beings we are fallible. Quite, put it quite simply, we forget. So we are reminded, to quote, lest we forget. We're reminded, lest we forget. I also believe this is true in our Christian lives. We need to be reminded, lest we forget. That's also why we quite often find ourselves preaching through the same themes, the same subjects. You think, really, Mark? You're going to speak on giving again? (laughs) Why? Lest we forget. We're going to come again and again and again to the cross of Christ. Why? Why? Lest we forget. we going to come back to that in a moment. But right the way through Scripture, there's numbers of different stories. I just want to, to highlight one, one or two that you might not know so well and one that's very famous. But Joshua chapter 4 and verse 1. This is the people crossing over when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan. The Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one for each tribe, And tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan from right where the priest stood and to carry them over with you and put them down at the place where they stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men. He had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark, that's the ark of the covenant, the Lord your God in the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites. So these are not pebbles. These are big rocks. Need to be shouldered to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord's. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever." Now, there's another quite long story, which uh, later on in Joshua chapter 22, which I I won't read it, but I'll just give you a quick preceive. What had happened was that as they entered into the land, and obviously they needed to take the land, once the land had been taken, some of the tribes, in fact two and a half of them, separated to go back to their bit of the land that they'd been promised. In fact, it was back the other side of the Jordan. And what they did was that when they crossed, they decided, in Joshua 22, you can read the whole story, they decided to bring a pile of stones together. In fact, it's referred to as an imposing altar, all right? So this is not, again, it's not just one of those little pebbles you add to the pile on a long walk, you know those. This is a big, imposing pile. But it nearly got them into trouble, serious trouble, misunderstanding between them and the other tribes. Um, because the other tribes thought that they were rebelling, thought that they were pulling away from the one true God. Um, They thought, in fact, that they were planning to worship and sacrifice in a different place, not in the place altogether where the Lord had told them. So they were so cross about this, they were actually about to go to war against themselves, against the other tribes. And uh, They thought, just before they did, they thought they'd better send a delegation to find out, you know, what on earth was this all about? And this is the response. And I just want you to hear this. Now, they said, no, it's not like that at all. No, it's because our bit of the promised land is actually quite a long way off. In fact, it's the other side of the Jordan. And so we were worried as the years passed by... um, that, uh, oh, let me, where am I? Hang on, I've lost my, I told you it was a long story. Um, where am I? Here, here I am. Let me put my finger so I don't lose my place. Um, they said, no, it's not like this. It's because, because basically, because you're, we're a long way off, uh, and it's the other side of the Jordan, um, you, your people might forget us. Not so much we'll forget you, but you might forget us. Possibly even say, what do you have to do with the Lord, the God of Israel? I mean, Who are you? Who, who are these people? And the Lord made the Jordan a boundary between us, so you Reubenites and you Gadites, you've got no share of the Lord. We've crossed over, but you went back. No, we went back because the Lord promised us that bit of the land. So your descendants might cause ours to stop fearing the Lord. And so we said, let's build this big altar. Not for burnt offerings and sacrifices, but as a witness. Or if you like, a huge stone reminder between us and you and the generations that follow, but we will still worship the Lord. We'll still come and be with you. We'll worship the Lord in his sanctuary with our burnt offerings and sacrifices. So that in the future, no one will be able to say to our children, you have no share with the Lord. If they ever say this to our descendants, we will answer, look at the replica of the Lord's altar, which our ancestors built, not for burnt offerings and sacrifices, but as a witness between us. It's a physical witness. It's a reminder. When the leaders of all the tribes heard this, they were glad. They returned home and they gave thanks to God. And Joshua 22, 34, the Reubenites and the Gadites gave the altar this name, a witness between us that the Lord is God. You know, it's not wrong sometimes to have something quite physib- physical, quite tangible. We have to be careful with those because they become monuments. All right? We're not into monuments, we're into movement. We're into family life moving forward. And, and things can become... But it's good to have those things and those moments. And I'll come back to this as we, in a moment. There are good to have those things that remind us. Remind us. Here's the perhaps most famous scripture. 1 Corinthians 11, 23. Verses that many of us know very well. For I receive from the Lord says the Apostle Paul, what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. When he'd given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in the blood. Do this whenever you drink it in... Remembrance of me. So the Apostle Paul, the the Lord is giving them something very, very tangible, and the Apostle Paul is passing it on into the early churches. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim, you remember, you remember the Lord's death until he comes. The Lord's Supper, communion, breaking of bread, as it's often referred to, Eucharist, other, other names is a permanent reminder. We have a permanent reminder that has been given to us by the Lord Jesus Christ himself to proclaim his death until he comes. I'm not going to preach into the whole subject of communion, but it's so key, that phrase, to proclaim his death until he comes. It's not just one thing that we're doing. We're not just remembering and going, oh, we're looking back and with a bit of sadness and a bit of nostalgia. We're proclaiming his death until he comes. There's a a looking forward. We remember to not forget. But we remember to walk forward. We're walking forward by faith. Trusting and believing in that precious blood that was shed. On this Remembrance Sunday, I, I just wanted to take this opportunity to remind ourselves that, again of what was won for us by Christ on the cross. As he, as he laid down his life, as he suffered and died, that terrible death nailed To the cross. Something deeply profound happened. More than deeply profound, it was something that was permanent. Something that stands for all time. Any monument that's raised up, any pile of rocks, any book, any certificate, any uh, piece of material, whatever it might be that reminds us it will fade, it will perish, it will pass away. But in Christ we have something that is permanent, stands for all time, that never needs to be repeated again either. doesn't need to go to the repair shop and be restored, be renewed, so it might last a bit longer. It never fade, never perish. Why is it that we build, why is it that as we build, as we build in the present, And as we push on into the future, we also need to look back at the past. Some time ago, I I came across a great quote in a book that is a a favourite of mine. It's called Finishing Strong by Steve Farr, uh, or Farrar, which I quote from time to time. I think I've mentioned it before. He says this, What happened in the past changed my future. It changed Your future. John 19 says that just before he was about to die, Jesus cried out, It is finished. It's finished. What was finished? The work that the Father had sent him to do. He was the sacrificial Lamb of God who came to take away the sin of the world's. Farah says, when Jesus was on the cross, at that particular point in history, he paid for my sin. You might want to say that just in your own heart right now. When Jesus was on the cross, at that particular point in history, he paid for my sin. It was a historical act. It stands in history and it's something to be remembered for all time until Jesus comes again. But it was not just about my sin. 1 John 2 verse 2 he says, His sacrifice was for the sins of the whole world. Hallelujah. At that moment in history, as Jesus Christ died on the cross, your sin, my sin, the sin of the whole world, was paid for. Hebrews 7, 27, He sacrificed for their sin once for all, when He offered Himself. Now, Steve Farr also points out, interestingly, the Greek word that is translated, it is finished, could also actually be translated paid in full. That the cry of dereliction from the Lord Jesus Christ as he spoke out, as Jesus is crying out, it is finished, you could have actually heard him saying, it's paid, it's paid for, paid in full. Uh, Just saying, we had the privilege of uh, being uh, in Holland this week and uh, I... um, I said to Jill, I'm going to try and do it the cheap route. We're going to try and go as cheap as we can, um, uh, just at the moment. So I'm very proud of myself. I'm booking all the cheap things I possibly can. And I, I discovered there was a hostel. Okay, we could stay at a hostel. I looked it all up online and on the website, and it's all good. In fact, Jackie said, looks like you're going to stay at Ikea. You know, you know, if you've ever been to Ikea, and they've sort of got these rooms that they set up. It had bunk beds in it, but adult bunk beds. <laughs> And uh, I was very proud of this, and it's like, I, I looked at it, and there were private ones and public ones, I thought, mm, don't, not sure we want a public one. So I thought I'd got it all sorted right, so that we needed three bunk beds. There was a spare one, but I thought, that's fine. Anyway, we go to the meeting, we do our worship, and uh, uh, it's an internal room, so it's pitch dark as well, so you have to put the lights on. So we dab the door, we wade in, and there's a man fast asleep in the bunk. <laughs> and we're like, look at each other. It's like, oh, uh, uh, so we start whispering, what what do we do? Well, oh no, I think they've sold the fourth bunk, you know. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, we dumped our stuff. Well, Jonas was less trusting than Ashley and I. Ashley and I left our stuff. Jonas, who's travelled around the world, he said, I'm carrying my stuff with (laughs) me. (laughs) Anyway, uh, off we went, back to the meeting, had some meal. So then we're coming back and we're thinking, what if he's still there? (laughs) <laughs> what do we do? You know, we've got to get ourselves sorted and clean our teeth and all the rest of it. It's like, well, just, we're blokes, come on, get on with it. And anyway, we were absolutely exhausted because we actually left the house where we were staying at 5 o'clock in the morning. We'd got up at half four and travelled to Holland all the rest of it. So uh, we were shattered, all of us. But anyway, we got back. He wasn't there. Um, but it seemed like there was a couple of bits that maybe intimated he might be back, but we didn't know when. Um, anyway, so uh, we were down and I think the three of us were out for the count. We literally were out. turns out he turned up in the middle of the night but I never even noticed. And Jackie would say that's a miracle because I'm a l- very light sleeper. But he it must have appeared and he just came and was there. Uh, so in the morning I was the first one to wake up. Being the eldest, my bladder is uh, less, weak, uh, less strong than the younger guys. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I sort of looked at him and nodded, he grunted, I grunted, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) life went on. In fact, they had a bit of a chat with him later on after breakfast, which, uh, that's another story. Anyway, and then he said he was going. He said, Mark, what has this got to do with anything that you're telling us about? So, on Thursday morning, we have to check out, don't we? So, we check out and uh, go to the lady. Um, These guys have left me to it, because, you know, I'm, I'm sorting it out. So, very smiling, oh, how was your, I can't do my, my Dutch accent, she says, you have to talk with your chief, like how was your stay, she said, I said, yeah, it was good, I said, um, I said we had a visitor, but I said, I realised it was a public room, not a private, oh yeah, she said, anyway, I said, it's, um, I think it's all paid for, she said, oh no, you, you, you've got something left to pay, don't panic, sorry. Um, she said, you've got something left to pay, and I said, I said, no, no, we haven't. I said, I have a piece of paper that says it's paid in full. It's already paid for. It's fully paid. And she said, oh, can I see that piece of paper? (laughs) So I got it out, and I still have it, just in case. (laughs) Um, And there it is, and it says... Now, if this was Greg, we'd have it photographed up there, and there'd be a circle and stuff. I, I didn't quite get to that. But here it says here, payment... Booking completely paid, so I'm confidently hand my bed of paper to her. Oh, she says this is a bit strange, and um, and then she said, oh, it was a private room, uh, it was a public room, but she said it got changed to a private room, <laughs> and she said, uh, but you didn't use that other bed, did you? And I said, no, we didn't. Another guy did, you know. Anyway, paid in full. And she said, oh that's fine, you can go, have a good day. That's what happens when the debt is paid in full, it's finished. Look, can I show you, can I show you the one who has paid the price? His name is Jesus, he was nailed to the cross, he died for me, he died for you. He paid the price in full with his blood. Hallelujah. It is finished. You can walk forward now in freedom. Not just have a good day. To know hope and life and assurance. Out of death into life. Out of darkness into light. But as you walk forward, don't forget... Don't forget, hold on to it. It's paid. It's paid in full. Look back with thanks. Look back with remembrance as you build into the future. As you keep going forward, as you build, you, it's that, there's that sense of I'm going forward, but I'm reminded of the strength, of the goodness, of the forgiveness that is behind me as I walk forward in faith. Look back with thanks. Look back in remembrance. Building on the rock. Building on the work that's been done in Christ. I then build upon the rock the foundation that has already been laid. The Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? This is good news. This is the gospel. We owed a debt because of our sin. We could never hope to cover it with our personal effort or our debit cards. Whether it's our personal one or the churches. Jesus paid the debt that he did not owe. Our debt. He wiped He wiped it completely clean. Hallelujah. So how was it that what happened in the past, some 2,000 years ago, has changed my future? forever. Just think about it for a second. When Jesus died on the cross, how many of my sins were in the future? All of them. All of them. When Jesus died on the cross, we were, all of us here today, we were all in the future. When Jesus died on the cross, he paid for, he died for the entire Sin of the world. I remember a story, I think I've shown it physically to you before, but recognizing that Jesus, as he died on the cross, his arms were stretched out. His arms are stretching right back, right back into history. But his arm is also stretching forward until the day he returns. There is that cover in the person of Christ upon the cross, which includes the sin that you and I are yet to commit in the future. That's part of the glorious message of the grace of God. That's another sermon, isn't it? Another talk. But the grace of God. Just want to say as an aside here though, that as we begin to grasp that and as we begin to understand that, we can abuse it. We can abuse it. Because... Oh, I've remembered. I think, I recognise the Lord's arm is outstretched. Even the sin that I commit, it's already forgiven. We thank God for his grace. But does that mean I just go on freely sinning? What does the Apostle Paul say? By no means. I've died to sin. I've died to sin. Yes, the Lord Jesus does reach, his forgiveness does reach to what I may say or do Tomorrow. Oh, the grace of God, I don't deserve it. I can't earn it, but I do not want to abuse that grace. Sadly, over the years, pastorally, at different times, people have have said to me, have said to Ashley, it happens. People, Oh, it's all right, Mark, God will forgive me. Yes, that's truth. But it's not the point. It's not the point. And in fact, will he forgive you? Will he forgive you? Now I'm getting into controversial area here. Because have you received him as your saviour and Lord? Have you trusted in him for forgiveness? Because if you have, as you look back in remembrance, you say, I don't want to sin. In fact, I'm dead to sin. I'm going to seek to walk forward by faith. Now will I fail? Yes. Will I fall over? Yes. Does he forgive me? Yes, in his grace. But brothers and sisters, let's not be those who abuse the grace of God. Are you with me? Hebrews 4, 14. Since then we have a great high priest who's gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. This bit of paper is a bit funny. (laughs) hotel in Holland, I'm not going to need it. But I am just going to hold it just for the next week or so, just in case. But that's not what I'm talking about. We hold firmly to this faith, what Christ has done. One of the reasons we need to keep on reminding ourselves is that, As we hold firmly to the faith we profess, as we look back in remembrance, we are able, verse 16, to approach the throne of grace with confidence and receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Whereas we might say some of those war memorials and the cenotaph and some of those things, one of the reasons there, yes, is to commemorate, is to give thanks, is a reminder but one would like to think it's also a warning. It's a reminder, let's find a way to do better. To not repeat these mistakes. That's very challenging, I know. As we hold firmly, we're able to approach with confidence. I don't know if any of you remember the TV series a while ago now, Band of Brothers... It was about the 101st Airborne in World War II. Um, amazing uh, series. If you watch some of it, and it is quite gory, so it does, you need to be aware of that. But you might say, because it is quite gory, at points you say, did it really happen like that? You can get it as a box set online, I think, <clears throat> these days now. It's very powerful. But you say, it surely it couldn't have been like that. Surely. But if you watch any of it, if you've seen any of it, you'll know that the series is intercut with what I I call reality clips. In other words, they give you the clips of the actual men. Actual men from the 101st Airborne who were actually there. And it cuts to them and they talk about it. And as you watch and as you realise, as you listen, you realise, yes, it was like that. In fact, television, however good the filming And the production cannot really do justice to the full horror, the fear, the pain, the suffering, the acts of courage that went on in the battlefields of France and Holland and the Falklands and many other countries of the world indeed still goes on today. Why do do I mention this? Why do we need to keep coming back to the truths that we have in God's words? Why do we need to do these things in remembrance of him as we, in a moment, share communion in remembrance? Because it, it's an act, as Jesus himself said, of proclaiming, of, of telling, of stating what actually happened. But why? Why? Because when it comes right down to it, I believe that many of us have trouble believing and accepting the extent of Christ's work for us on the cross. It couldn't possibly, I just need to do better tomorrow. I just need, uh, I, I loved the way Mike just brought that encouragement to us to be those who give Give with faith and give generously. But what we would also say is, in in the area of giving, don't give out of fear and condemnation. Give out of faith and joy. And you see, that's the difference, is that I always am trying, I just need to add something to my salvation. We can add nothing. It is finished. The price is paid. It's paid in full. We can add nothing. Hallelujah but we walk forward in faith. and So let's be reminded again. Let's be, remind ourselves it's paid in full. We're slow, reluctant to believe the truth that is stated in 1 John 1 verse 9. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It is. Has happened. Hallelujah. So, as we come in just a moment, I want to bring another piece of application. But as we come in just a moment, before you take that bread and wine, just personally, just come again. Bring yourself to the Lord. Not by works, so that no one can boast. By grace, you've been saved. Confess he's faithful and just to forgive us. Just want to very, very quickly highlight remembering and forgetting. There are things to remember and there are things to forget, particularly remembering what he has done and also remembering that what he has forgotten. He has forgotten our sin. I don't know how many of us live a little bit with just an eye over the shoulder. That's how I was. That's what I did in the past. Can I remind you of Hebrews 10, verse 17? I will remember their sins and lawless deeds no more. No more. He calls us not to live a life that is weighed down as we keep remembering our sins. He is not remembering them, so why are you? Now there are implications for past sin. There may be things that have been done to us we may have been done to others and we live with a memory of that. But the Lord has forgiven if we confess and come to him. Rather remembering what Christ has done, what he has won for us, the forgiveness and healing that are ours in Christ. So as we just... Um, Come into land and we're coming to communion in a moment. I want to just ask you something to reflect on and to think about. What are the markers that you have in place, lest we forget? Sorry, Dave, I keep picking on you, but it's, you're just standing there. Would, would you be happy just to stand up and turn around? Uh, I'm sure Mick's got a couple of these as well, probably. <laughs> um, yeah. But one of the things about those is to recognize, you could, thanks, you can sit down, just to recognize something and make, you'd have a few, wouldn't you? One or two, yeah. I recognize that for some of these things, there are things you'd rather forget. It's probably true, isn't it? Things you'd rather forget. But there's also things that you'd remember. People that you remember. What are the markers that you have in place, lest you forget. Um, Jackie and I over the years have moved around in different times, different seasons, different places, different houses. Um, but there's... Uh, and, and some things, when you pack things away, don't you, and you clear them away, you, you know, you think, oh, I don't need that anymore. And... Uh, or, or you think, how have we managed to carry that from three different houses? Do you, anybody know that one? Or four, or five, or ten houses, or whatever it might be. But I've got one little book. It's a little red book. It was given to me on my baptism. Uh, back in the day when we, they were more organized and perhaps a bit more traditional, everyone would be given a book. And it's, uh, it's, uh, and it, inside it's written. <laughs> I was 15 do you know the verse I was given? Flee the evil desires of youth. <laughs> 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 and pursue faith, hope and righteousness. You know, <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things. I, I'm never going to throw it away. I don't want to. And it sits there from one end of the year, in fact, the one, one decade to the next, and it's got dust on it. <laughs> um, but... It reminds me. What do you have? What books? What photos? Journal entries? I want to say to you, sometimes it's good to go back and visit. I'm a journal writer. Stages in my life. Not all day, every day, but stages in my life. I've got a little box of journals that I've written. For many, particularly Americans, actually this weekend, does anyone know what this weekend is? Thanksgiving. Or somewhere around here now. When was the last time you stopped and reflected on the past? Amen. Amen. The past week, to give thanks, to stop. What's happened this week? Give thanks. The past month, the past year, to, to give thanks. And to think about the markers, whether physical or internal. Think back. I want to invite you as we take communion. Now, I want to invite you to think back, when was the day you gave your life to Christ? Now, for some of you, it's a very, very distinct day. For others like me who were born into a Christian family, I think there was a whole season of my life as a boy and a young teenager where I, I just kept making choices to follow Jesus. So I can't give you a date. But I can still think back to those times. But you might like to just think back and reflect Think about maybe that conversation you had with that person who spoke about the Lord Jesus, who prayed with you. Give thanks, remember, but not just to reminisce and have a nice fuzzy feeling, but it might take you forward with faith, that you might walk forward. Think how the Lord has guided you, how he's provided for you, how he delivered, how he's saved. I want to say to us, let's consider these markers. Let's have markers. Let's have memories. But don't live in the past. Walk forward with strength and hope and assurance. Amen? Amen. Hannah, could you guys help us? I'd like us to stand and we'll come into worship for a second. And we're going to share communion together. It's great that the children have come back in as well. So they're with us. It's really good. So if you want to be family together, you can. <clears throat> Let's worship. And then as we worship, please go and take uh, from the table at the back There's uh, some juice and some bread. I want to read the scripture again. For I receive from the Lord ooh, what I also passed on to you, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. When he given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you drink uh, eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Lord, we pray as we just take these moments together as family, we give thanks for all that you have done in our lives, even as we reflect, maybe as we go home today and we think, yeah, do you remember? I need to remember, I need to, I need to fish out those photos, I need to look at that journal again, I need to... Just be reminded of those words that were given me, those scriptures that were given me. Not just to reminisce, but that I might walk forward with faith. That I might be part of the answer, not just asking the questions. That I might be a blessing to those around me. My family, my community, my islands, my nation, the world. Lords. We thank you for your death on the cross. We take these emblems that symbolise all that you did for us. Help us to remember. Help us to give thanks. But also, Lord, that we might walk forward with faith. We might walk forward taking ground for the kingdom, in the kingdom, that we might be a blessing as we are filled with you. So we just give you these moments as we share communion. In Jesus' name. Amen.